Bien, 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 bien. Bienvenidos a la Midwest Flyers Podcast. I am your host, Joey Basayo. I have the account to my left. And today we have such a special guest. His name is Logan James Bebster. Say hello. Hola. Hola, ¿cómo estás, amigo? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Uh, igual, amigo, igual, igual. Unbelievable. Okay. So, yeah. Picha, campa, levala. We do have a special guest. Logan Webster is with us here today. Uh, Logan, thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah. for having us here for a few days. Well, since our last podcast, I've been to South America, so you're looking at a cultured man. I think we talked about that in the last one, actually, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. How you were going to go? Yeah. Because it was into the season and we didn't have anything else to talk about. Right. Yeah. And you, you know, speaking of Colombia, dude, how hot were the girls in Colombia? Are they, are they as hot as people say they are? Uh, gorgeous, but I mean, uh, but it, like a higher ratio than most no, places. I mean, like Cartagena was very Miami-esque. Mm. So you got that vibe there. People talk about Miami girls, mm-hmm. I suppose. Same but, deal. Same drugs. Yeah. Same city. <laughs> it, uh, a lot of coke. Yeah, there's an underground tunnel between the two cities. But no, that uh, would make a lot of sense. That actually. place, uh, that was wild. I had no expectations, but if I would have sat down and come up with expectations, they would have been met. It just would have been very different. Um, it was it. I did you do any research before you went there? Or was it? Oh just yeah, like- I talked to her. I talked to her and asked her. I just remember uh, you not having a passport like a week before you had to go or something. Well, it was more like a month, yeah, but I got that out. taken care of. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the value for human life there is much less than that of how so. <laughs> just I saw, I saw three. I was there for ten days. Saw three car wrecks that were lethal, and people didn't even check up. Like, yeah, the, it wasn't a big deal. Like, people didn't even flinch. Hmm. Yeah, they like sell kids there, don't they? Oh, I don't. I How do we go from car wrecks to selling children? The value of life. It was really a beautiful well. country, though. It really was like the the rolling hills, and I, I was just I was blown away by it. It was different, and I'm I'm not here like. Yeah, talking bad on Colombia. I just, it was it was a little bit of culture shock for me, which I haven't been yeah. outside of the country, save Canada or, like you know, just over the like. No, some, we don't know. It was it was the furthest I've ever been away from home. Yeah. So yeah. did you feel like you were away from home? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was also like a foot and a half taller than everybody else. Aren't you going to Thailand? I am going to Thailand. Yeah. That'll be the first year I've been from home. That will, yeah. Well, it's um, just far, dude. Yeah, it you is. You know, I take that back. I went to it's Europe. Like a 14-hour plane ride. Is yeah. You just I've, forgot I've that you went to Europe. Europe. Well, that, I, the whole furthest I've been away from home, uh, that's the furthest I've been away in a long time, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Europe was, but I was young. I was 15 in Europe. Yeah. So well, we're in Arkansas. Seeing it through adult eyes is different. We're in Arkansas, so let's play some intro music. Joey thinks we're still in Minnesota. How? All week. He does say it, yeah. Here. Yeah. They don't, then we don't have that here. That's true. Here being not there. In my mind's eye, I'm always there. <laughs> in my heart. My heart. I swear to God, dude, I'm going to develop. I'm going to develop an accent. Yeah. Being down here. I already caught myself saying Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday? <laughs> I heard... Uh, when are you coming back? Wednesday? I think you said uh, 
Oh, what's that phrase that you get on the way now for saying? Uh, do, do what? Do, yeah. do what? God, you were you said that out on the levee. I did not. You, yeah, you did. I said do what? Yeah, only only because somebody said we could do that. What Correct. Do he wouldn't have said do what unless somebody said we could do something. Hundred percent. The oh, only way he would have said do, do what do is what? if you were like, well, we could go do that, and he was like, do what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Otherwise, it was the if you what? were like, if you were like, hey, can you uh, grab that and then let's let's walk over here? I and thought then, you were that saying was, he had permission to say it. I'm like, you don't need permission to say it. No, <laughs> you mean for it to make sense? Yeah, it made sense for him to say do what? Yeah, there was I mean, he didn't say do what. I didn't say do what. Do what? Because I didn't hear you. I no, said, you did. Do, you I did. said do what because you ended in let's do this, and I said do what? Yeah, yeah. So hey. don't play. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by First Light, and Joey and I have been checking out the cache in the flooded timber for the first time, and let me tell you, it looks really good. Can you attest, Logan? I can attest as a camo connoisseur of sorts. I've seen a little surprise. No, not surprised. I I remember seeing it for the first time at uh, Delta this year. Would that have been the first time I'd have seen it? Yeah. At the Delta show, and uh, yeah, real good. Um, It looks awesome next to a tree. There's this older pattern called ghost timber, and it's it's reminiscent of it. It reminds me of that. Um, cool. Ghost timber was like think of like a blurry, a blurry timber pattern. It it didn't it wasn't really well defined. Yeah, that pattern was probably late '90s, so I'm sure the technology wasn't there to get it as you know high definition, if you will, that cash is. But yeah, I, I, it's a that's an all-star pattern. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think it looks sick, too. It's dark. It's real dark. It's dark, dude. Um, and those white, I don't know if it's fair to call them white, lighter spots on it. I mean, it, it, it it's kind of that barky look. Yeah. And I would say just get, yep, that's it, exactly. I actually found on Logan's website. Yeah. I just looked up Ghost Timber, and it pulled up Timber Ghost. Timber Ghost, shirt, yeah. yeah. Well, and you own Camo Retro. That's Logan. similar, though, isn't it? Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, this isn't as dark. Like but. I said, it's blurry. Well, that shirt's also, 30, yeah, it's thirty old. years old. Yeah, it's old. Um, big camo retro guy here. The cash. The, my recommendation would be to take that stuff and get it in the dirt a little bit and just get muddy up those lighter spots some. Yeah, but that'll happen. That'll happen naturally through. Well, time. I'm never gonna wash it, mm-hmm. so that'll help. Yeah, you know, yeah. I hate washing anything with DWR in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't have to, why would you? Right. Well, my wife wants to wash it as soon as I get home. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, there mm. were batteries in there. If I wash it, I just do it outside. I'll just spray it off. Yeah. You know, take sure. it into Damn a washing brag. machine, such yeah. a thing. Well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't dry any of my stuff with heat anymore, hardly. Yeah. Just the longevity of it, especially, you know, the vintage stuff, the classic stuff. What's your favorite stuff? Like, what are you always looking for? McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. McAllister. Um, do you want me to talk about other camo patterns? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think you're talking about a lot of like history yeah, I mean, involved it's, it's in camo the, patterns. The heri- I mean, the sake of heritage and history. Uh, Mossy Oak Breakup, the original breakup. Uh-huh. Uh, I just, my first outfit when I was a kid, I, I showed you all the picture of me in the onesie the other day. Yeah. Mossy Oak Breakup. I just, I, that's a pattern I've always worn. And, uh, Specifically, the first generation of it, which would be like 96, 97, when they used a particular logo in the pattern. It's a small thing, but I don't know. It's just one corner of... Yeah. Nerd. 
Yeah, nerd. I'll take it. You're a nerd. Yep. A little bit. It's a cool thing to nerd out on, though. Yeah. It's kind of respectable. It's kind of weird. I was So I did a podcast with uh, uh, Ducks Unlimited recently, and it we got to the point in conversation, and I was like, you know, it, it got to a, a place where people were, it's weird that you know that camouflage pattern, seeing it from across the room or whatever. But I, I, I grew up around it. And, uh, I mean, well, that's now you're looking at it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at it all the time as a kid, to be honest, but, well, uh, that kind of brings us into a nice segue here because the stuff that you've been around your entire life, all your mentors are 70, 70 70s, plus, yeah. 70 plus. Well, and and the they 60s. started this duck club back in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. And so they've been wearing every type of camo since the dawn yep. of time and they're not selling it. They're keeping it right. and buying new, and it just hangs out all around. Because the other day, we go in to get some spinner batteries or something over in that other lodge, and you're like, yeah, see, this is what I grew up with. And it's just old shells, <laughs> old camouflage everywhere, and it brought back so much yeah. nostalgia for me. It was incredible. So many random old shells over there. Oh, it's... it's they're never going to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the old stack loads over there? No. Yeah, there's some old Remington stacked loads of really? twos and sixes, two and sixes. Yeah. yeah. It's no cool. Way. And I the display box and everything, like with the little pop up. Really? The, yeah. I didn't see it's that. It's pretty cool. That is yeah. sick. It's, it, it's cool because anytime I feel like I need some inspiration or I want a history lesson, or because I, I, and I, I'll say this all the time, but I, I always look forward to learning something new. And anytime I want that, um, I'm looking for that. I just open up a cabinet and <laughs> look until I find something that I wasn't familiar with and get learnt on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's grammar at its finest. <laughs> yeah, get learnt. That's where I get, get all learnt up on it. on it. Yep. I'll learn you something today. Where's George Bush from? Boy, you gonna learn. God, George. Texas, right? Uh, yeah, Texas. Texas. He went to yeah. SMU. I mean, yeah, yeah. The Bush it's kind family. of almost an Arkansas man. I don't know. I think Rockwall, maybe. <laughs> Texas is a whole different country. Yeah. I was born in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. Texarkana on the on the Texas, uh, Texas side. side. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. My parents did it that way. So if, uh, sorry, when they secede, I can claim citizenship. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think they will? No. You don't think so? What? No. I think it'd be kind of badass. Texas just <laughs> secedes, secedes from the United States. Like, you know what? We're not Mexico. We're not United States. We're our own deal. They have so much federal funding. I don't, I, I just, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an expert, but yeah. Yeah. It, they do play by their own rules in some ways already. So. Right. Right. No, I think Texas would be a pretty cool place to live, except for the fact that it's so hot. Other it than that. It is quite warm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, just. Like, like the history lessons, I, I can seek those out and find them. Um, you think of like the, some people who are in the the vintage uh, classic camo game, they go out to thrift stores and estate sales, garage sales and stuff looking for stuff. They're, they talk about the rush they get finding a pretty sought after item. Yeah. It's a hunt in and of itself. Um, they get excited from that. And honestly, at this point, I'd, <laughs> I get excited learning about something that I didn't know about before. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And like at the trade shows and stuff, when somebody comes by, I tell them, 
you know, if you want a history lesson, I've got one for you, but I'd love to hear any that you have. And I mean that, like, if you have a story to tell me about a pattern or a jacket, even if it's a personal story, like this is just your experience with that pattern or whatever. <clears throat> I'd love to, I'd love to hear that. And with time, I mean, those stories will come with these quote unquote newer brands. So yeah, I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Yeah, man. I imagine we got some pictures this weekend and in this first like cache and someday that's going to be a cool thing to look back on, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And y'all, some of the stuff y'all have um, are the sample pieces and everything. And I just, I love seeing the product development side of it or just the, just the excitement of, you know, this is something that's being developed for the next generation, no Mm -hmm. matter the brand, like what's the thoughtfulness that's gone into it and, uh, yeah, I, just, I get excited about that kind of stuff. They do all have kind of their own little features and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. So it is cool. Yeah. What different people come and up with. Yeah. I'm sorry. I haven't taken the time to look more closely at those items, um, but I'm pissed. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd speak <laughs> to pissed, it right dude. now, but uh, no, like I think this new stuff that they're coming out with is that the first lights coming out with is so sick, dude. And there's just such minor changes where I'm like, just do mm-hmm. this and do this. And the guy's like, Oh hell yeah. It's yeah. like instantly received. He's like, that makes so much sense. Like, oh my God, yeah. this is so sick. Like they listen and they understand like, okay, you guys are in the field. You're using this. Let us know what's good or bad about it. Yeah. So that's so exciting to be able to help with that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they have these waiters, right? they like the waiters have been working on for a long time mm-hmm. and they were supposed to come out this year, but you know, in their mind, they want to put out the best possible waiter they can. So waiting and making a, a couple of minor changes and then pushing it a year. I think that even though people are like, damn, we want to see these, you've got to take that. If a company's willing to sit here and say like, oh, we're going to go a whole nother year without selling one of these things, you know, take that for something that it's worth. Yeah. What, what notes do y'all have after this couple of days here with those products? If any, I don't think I can talk about it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, that's good. <laughs> They're so minor. Well, yeah. what about the stuff that's out right now? Like any anything that was particularly useful or Well, I think for sure the like the Molly system that they have mm-hmm. that's now being incorporated into a lot of their different accessories and like the waiters. Yeah. I think that's a really useful thing. You know? Because the reality is if you don't use it, it's in no way cumbersome. It takes up nothing and it's yeah. not a bother to you. Yeah. But if you do use it, or especially if you're like a big game or a whitetail guy yeah. that's already using that Molly system for other accessories, you just have a lot more things that you can add or use in the field. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like going to like USB-C. It's like, let's go to something universal. And in my mind, that's kind of what they're trying to do is carry that through big game, whitetail and that waterfowl. Yeah. It, it gives you a lot of freedom and that's, something that I urge people to think about that are listening to this. When you look at a product and you're like, Oh, well, I wish it didn't have this. And that's in your mind. You might think that's an extra feature I'm paying for that. I really don't have any use for, but the reality is this market is so small that the products made have to be, have to work for a lot of people. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of people who want that particular feature on that item. And if you want a custom product that doesn't have that feature, it's, going to be insanely expensive to f- figure out how to do it or whatever. So, and, and you yeah. see, you see brands and I'm not going to call any names, but you see brands that are like, Oh, we're doing this different. And it might just be like 
no pockets where there were pockets or something. And yeah, I mean, it's a way to save money on the, uh, on the product. Um, sometimes other times, maybe, maybe not, but, uh, just the products are in a way made for everybody. So, yeah, some people are going to use certain things and others aren't. Another thing I really like that they have out right now is those rugged wool waders, the waiter pants. I mean, mm-hmm. And you can get those right now. The thing I think that they nailed on those is such a minor thing, but the stirrup. Mm -hmm. So the thing that goes underneath your foot, it's not loose, first off. So there's no like bunching. It doesn't move. It's completely tight. And instead of it being like an elastic band, it's like an elastic material. Mm -hmm. So it's super thin. So like when I'm wearing my waders, I can't even feel the stirrup really underneath my foot. And then they just flop back and there's not a big strap you have to try to tuck up inside your pants if you want to wear them without the strap under your foot. Yeah. So I think that's, it's like a tiny thing, but it makes it a lot more comfortable to wear them and they're not super thick. It's two layers of wool. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, it's like little stuff like that that you just, you get really pumped about. Yeah. I wish I'd have taken the time to look at it because you told me about that um, early, like before y'all coming down here. Yeah. Um, how you were a big fan of those. And that's something that I've had grievances with in the past or waiter pants from other companies. And they just, especially as much as I hunt. Uh, when you're in water the entire yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, it rubs every your foot day. Raw. Yeah, well, not only that, you have the back of the ankle. So like on the Sitka ones and the shin ones, the back of your ankle gets raw right there, but then mm-hmm. also the stirrup underneath wears out and the elasticity is gone and yep. now you're just wearing normal pants again yeah and, and that I, really pissed me off i was off. in one situation where i i can't remember exactly what happened but i got water in my in my waders um and i had to walk a good ways with those pants on with the stirrup and i'm when i say it rub like trench foot it was bad like my mm. i had to medicate my foot it was like <laughs> world war one shit yeah, it was it was rough, um, almost and it, gangrenous. And then every day wearing those, uh, no, I yeah. mean it didn't get like dirty, but it was it was just you it just was said a, medicated. Yeah, you had to like, I had to like put, put some stuff on, on it and stuff because. Um, but yeah, I mean you you got to be careful with that stuff, especially if you're. Don't hurt yourself hunting if you need your body to, you know, earn a living. <laughs> yeah, not only that, or Take if you're gonna hunt every day. Just yeah. like take the care to not push too hard that day. Yeah. So speaking of hunting every day, mm-hmm. how are you hunting every day? Because like you just you wake up, <laughs> you go out in the woods, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I you're, you're I still you're, you're still running a business. You're still having a relationship. You're still doing all of these things. Yeah. While hunting fifty to sixty days a year. Well, like yesterday when y'all were doing that video shoot, what was I doing? Working. Hmm. Over there posted up on the levee. I'm imagining most of the time, by the way, I'm guessing your routine is kind of like, why don't you just tell us your routine? Because I'm assuming you kind of like get up, go hunt, and then you're just on the computer for a while. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I I try to get by like 11 o'clock. I'm trying to be on the computer doing work. Yeah. Would be nice. Um, Now when I'm hosting people like yourselves, and y'all have been wonderful to have, uh, that, you know, I got to tend to y'all and take care of y'all and that's, that's fine. Make sure y'all are taken care of and y'all are very self-sufficient. I'm not saying that, yeah. but, um, I just, I, I gotta, 
I got to prioritize it. And uh, during hunting season, whether I'm working here on the computer at the cabin or going back to the family farm to work, um, help out there however I can, I'll I'll stay up late some nights yeah. on the computer. It just if it means that um, I can get a few more hunts in. I will say that I'm also at a time in my life when I can. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm in a relationship, but not um, at the you know marital stage or anything, and um, not having a wife waiting for me at home and I've, I've just got some freedoms. I, I kind of had that realization when I stepped away from my corporate job to take camo retro and my other ventures on full time. And I won't get too far into that. I mean, I've, I've been on here talking about that yeah. in the past, but I had the realization that I had the time and freedom to do this. And I just kind of took that on. Uh, yeah. You seize the opportunity completely. Yeah. Yeah. When did you quit Tyson? That would have been 2020. Okay. September 2020. So you've so been doing it like this for three years? This is your fourth year? Uh, Yeah, fourth year. Damn. Fourth year. So that first year, 2020, I did, I think that was 64 days of duck hunting. Including like Arkansas, North Dakota. North Dakota, all the, all the places. Um, the next year was 74. Yeah. Including your traveling, you mean? Including the traveling. And then... Last year was 62, and this year, I don't know. We'll see. I've, I've got, I've committed to uh, some pop-up shop trade show things during season, which I've never done before, um, but I'm, I'm going to do that. So I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but this coming Saturday, going to Stuttgart to R&T and doing their taproom takeover pop-up shop, and then the weekend after that, uh, going down to uh, Jackson, Mississippi to do a pop-up at a at a holiday pop-up shop. Yeah. So, uh, excited about those. I've never done that during duck season. So if that gives you any idea of kind of where priorities are, um, it's been a lot of fun to hunt that much, obviously. Uh, very blessed to be able to do so. And <laughs> down here, I mean, y'all met them. My, my mentors growing up and Joey mentioned how they're not getting any younger. And being here and gosh, I mean, these last couple of years spending that much Special time with dude. them. Oh, dude. It's, I mean, I'm, yeah, you can never get it back. Yeah. I, well, I understand I, the sentiment, dude. I was talking to Randy while you were, you're outside doing something mm-hmm. and, uh, dude, that dude has seen so many birds die <laughs> and he has so much knowledge up in his head. I was just trying to squeeze yeah. it out of him. You know, yeah. I kind of wanted to get Randy on the podcast too. But I could tell he really wanted to get to bed by 8 (laughs) o'clock. Yeah. And so just, like, asking him, you know, like, what's more important, being in the right spot or calling at the right time, or is it blah, blah, blah? And he's like, every day is different, you know, but more than likely it's the timing on when you call. And especially in an area like this, like, you know how these birds work. Because your birds work so different than they do up north. Less is more. Yeah. Less is more. Um, those, those guys though, Randy, obviously included, I, I never knew my grandfathers. So those guys serve that role for me in a yeah. lot of ways. And, uh, just Randy Rodney and I, you know, I'll throw Lester in there as well. Uh, the last couple of years with them and taking care of them too, in some ways, I mean, they're capable, but just being able to help out. Yeah. I see it. Some I see heavy it. lifting. I see it as you respecting elders that's what it feels oh, 100%. like 100 yeah it's not like they need to be taken care of but you're like 
I should do this for him because I'm well, younger. Well, than just them. like I yeah. have the the freedom, the the option, the availability to um, duck hunt. I have the time and energy to, especially at this point in my life, to take care of them and do the heavy lifting for them when they need it. Well, and for everyone not uh, that is not here, honest, ob- obviously, um, what one of the things that I notice is that Logan will just go to everybody's camp and ask them if they have birds they need cleaned, and he's like the camp bird cleaner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, do, I do that to myself too. Yeah, yeah, but you'll you'll take the legs off the big ducks. You'll take the hearts out of every bird. Uh-huh. It's pretty badass. Yeah, I break them down. It's cool. And yeah, then, I I didn't even know. I had no idea how to get the legs off like that so easy you don't even need a knife yeah yeah uh and then rod haydell does that whole duck on the half shell thing i think did he show that to y'all last year i don't think so it's where he cuts out the breast and the leg all in one piece Mm. i don't i don't do that but yeah um, sounds like a pain in the ass yeah it's a little more involved yeah i like just pulling the leg off yeah um yeah i clean oh last year Coming off of North Dakota, I think there was a week in between North Dakota and when we went last year, 10 days, something like that, and then coming here for first opener, and my thumbnail about fell off from all the ducks I cleaned in that month. Ooh. It was bad. What are you doing with your thumbnail? That yeah. <laughs> well, under the uh, breastplate. I just poke under the breastplate to pull the skin back, and then I just cut mm. the breast out. Yeah, we do that differently. Yeah. I do. Uh, I take my hand. Well, as we learned, the birds are built different down here. Oh apparently, God. whatever, dude. <laughs> what do you mean, whatever? So we, like up we, north, I mean, he is literally right. <laughs> I'm like, correct. Two woodies doesn't prove his point. The, two woodies are, doesn't prove your point. There's a strap of how many out there? It's that, it's a we'll pretty it. good. We'll, we'll figure we it out. We can do it right now. You want me to go get them? <laughs> dude. I'm not gonna do it right now. <laughs> I would love to, in real time, prove I'm right. But that's cool. Um, sure. So. Before I go on here, Logan, I just want to talk to you about one of our other sponsors, and this sponsor is Migra. Now, we just did a sponsored post with them today that Cal had to do, and uh, I just wanted to wish you a very Migra Christmas, you know, because they're doing a giveaway, and uh, they're giving away a free case of shells right now and all that for Christmas, and it's coming out on the 1st, and obviously this podcast is coming out on the 1st, so if you go to our Instagram, you tag three people, blah, 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 all that stuff, but what I really want to get down to it when it comes to migra, other than having a migra Christmas, is uh, the stack load kills, man. And I am so jacked. I, I've never had such a consistent shell. I freaking love it. So if you guys go online, go find a local retailer, go buy yourself a case, it'll be worth it. Stuff your stockings and stack your shots. There you go. Unbelievable. <laughs> he wrote it down. I just came up with that. <laughs> I like that. That would have been better. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I love no. That. So, so you stick your thumb. I can't help it. So this is like the neck of the bird right here. So you go up underneath it and you pull upwards to get underneath the skin. Mm. See so up north, we just do this. All right, I, I got to put down the mic. You just start at the sternum. Yeah, and then you just tear either way. Mm. But, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I just no thumbnails coming off. Yeah. But you probably do clean a lot more birds than me, especially yeah. the last four yeah. years. Yeah. But. But, hey, I mean, moving forward, uh, 
we'll see. Um, I, yeah, it's been it's been fun hunting this much. How long do you think you're gonna be able to do it? I don't know. I started uh, two other businesses in the last really year and a half. So. Anything you can talk about? Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna be. What do you do? Particularly, uh, well, there's the chicken app. Yeah, that's right. you, know, you know about that. Yeah, the chicken app. Yeah, so it's a it's a smartphone app for commercial poultry farmers. It's genius. My family's been farming poultry since the 1940s. Um, well, farming it for money since the 40s. Before that, it was just surviving. But right. uh, uh, got that going on. It's going to be available <clears throat> in January. But been building that since March, and then the other one is the Levy Strategies. It's I mean, consulting, I guess, but marketing, public relations, communications, my background, just applying all my backgrounds to um, helping brand and business owners, focusing on rural kind of small town settings, just bringing them the resources that they wouldn't have otherwise. And that includes just having conversations and helping them figure out how to ask the questions that they don't know how to ask themselves. Yeah. Um, So just finding solutions for these small brands and businesses. And I say small, that's not the right way to say it. it's more like family owned, um, personal businesses, personal businesses. Yeah. Cause some of them are far from small. I, I had this one construction company that I did some stuff for massive, massive company. Yeah. They just didn't have anybody that knew how to ask the questions that they were trying to ask. So connect them with, some people um, from my background that could help deliver on what they're looking for and just make life easier on them. Um, but yeah, just applying my background and I mean, I've worked in fortune 100 um, doing marketing and public relations. I worked in Washington DC doing it for the U S Senate. And um, then my time with Razorback athletics, it's just a pretty roundabout. Yeah. Uh, you know, experience there and, a well-rounded experience, I should say. And uh, I just, I like to bring solutions to the problems of those that in this digital age, I guess you could say. Digital strategy is a big angle on it too, helping people more efficiently manage their different digital platforms. But even like with the Migra bit, I just, I don't know. I just come up with that stuff all the time. Can't help it. Sure. So that's the, those two things I've been doing a lot of work with in the last year. And, uh, I see that taking, taking up some bandwidth moving forward. Yeah. You can do a lot of that from the blind though. Sure. Or from here. Yeah. 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 A lot of it. Um, I do want to ask you a few questions. Mm -hmm. So we've been on this unbelievable property, uh, that your family's been a part of for a long time. And I know that last year or the year before, you bought another piece of land that you own mm. um, partially, and that's in a very close location to here. Yeah. And uh, I just want to hear from you what you've learned on this property, and maybe you can talk a little about like you know some of the management you guys do and some of your strategy here, and then like what you're planning to do across the street. Yeah, a lot of the infrastructure here was built in the 80s and 90s so i didn't have really a front row seat to all that being implemented but i've had a front row seat to seeing it enjoyed yeah um we've and there's been projects over the years um uh i i can't say that i was hugely involved with a lot of the projects themselves but things like building new blinds and 
uh, fixing roads and uh, maintenance, certainly, especially during season. Yeah. I've helped with a lot of that. Water control is huge, but you got to have the infrastructure for it to get these 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 woods don't float on accident. So just knowing and uh, knowing how all that works and taking notes along the way. So for all the people up north that don't have infrastructure, tell yeah. them what you mean by infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, can you well, give us yeah. a little more detail about, yeah, some of the stuff you guys do here? Well, you've got, you got to get, to have flooded timber, what do you need? Water. 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 And, and trees, by the way, too. And timber. You have to have trees. Uh, so... You know, pumps pull the water from wherever that water comes from, be it a well, uh, a natural source legally, because you gotta, you can't just throw a pump into a waterway and yep. start pumping water. Um, you got to make sure that's that's good. You said that actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to make sure that that's that's There's some legalities involved with public waterways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because there's agriculture depends on it and. There's a lot of factors there. Uh, And so you got to move that water using a pump or some, you got to bring up water up to go down. If the land you're trying to flood is below the elevation of where it's coming from, then you just have a valve and a pipe. Uh, The way it is here, you've got your different quadrants where, uh, and I think that's what Joey was particularly fascinated by is just from each pocket of flooded timber moving the water around even from that from one to the next and not necessarily pumping the water in but how do you manage it from one little yeah area to the next it's a lot of water dude yeah no No, like it's unbelievable it's a lot of water yeah like they opened up this huge like culvert i guess is what Mm -hmm. you can say like a steel cylinder and they just keep pulling boards and all this water starts crashing over from this giant reservoir down into this huge pipe. And I'm like, how many thousands of gallons a minute is this? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> what did Randy go? No- Randy go, well, that pipe's about, what, three feet across? So and then just walks away. It's <laughs> 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 unbelievable. He's like, this is nothing. Like, this is not even as much water as we could do. It would get all the way up to the top of this thing. And we were looking down at it. It's probably four feet. Yeah, because he had to use this huge metal thing to pull out the boards and shit. And man, I was just like, "So how long will it take this much water to fill up that area?" He's like, "I don't know, three four weeks." I'm like, "Holy shit, that mm. is a long time, dude." Well, those water controls I pointed out to y'all on the way yeah. out today, the orange ones. You open those things up at the end of the season. It's it's like you take a step back. You if you fell into that, no, you're dying. Yeah, you're done. Just because that all that pressure, mm. and you feel like because there's air pockets down there too. So when you pull those boards and that water goes down there and starts right. pushing that air, you'll feel air come up from there. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what I always thought, what I also thought was interesting was uh, Logan turns on this pump and it's just shooting out right next to him, <laughs> and I'm like, "Were you not expecting Didn't the water flinch. to come out there?" <laughs> He's like, "No." You have to you have to throw this stuff out here, otherwise there's like sediment and whatever that'll collect in the pipe somewhere and then you're screwed. So you have to like wait till the water turns clear and then you close that end and then it shoots to where you want it to go. And I'm just like, Wow. You know how many 
pipes I would have messed up if I would have just. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that and that's <laughs> so much thing. stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff that Randy and Rodney and Lester have been fucking up for so many years that now yeah. they just know. Oh, I mean, that's something I say even with my own peers. You guys, even uh, it's important to communicate and share your story with people because I would rather you not make the same mistakes that I make and vice, hopefully vice versa. Yeah. Like I'd, I want I'd, you to make I'd, my mistakes. I'd rather, I'd rather you make the mistake <laughs> and me learn from it than, uh, you know, us both find out the hard way. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's, uh, I like to say that I like to learn from other people's mistakes, but a lot of times I just need to learn from my own. Yeah. You know, you can't tell me shit sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to do it this way. And then it just goes completely sideways. I'm like, now I know. Yeah. You I know, can, but I, I will, I will never, you. that's true, but I will never know. If I'm so certain on something, I need to mess it up because hey. then I won't know if my way wouldn't have worked. What did I say? Uh, what did I say the other day? Famous saying: If you don't know, don't go. But if you don't go, you won't know. Says Joe. Says Joe. <laughs> Unbelievable. Never said that, but yeah, my brother says that actually. Micah. Yeah. Quote Micah Ness. Um, <coughs> all right. So loser. From what you've done here. Mm. Talk a little not, about the conservation. Not here. we, or, or sorry, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From what they have done, what they have clear. built yeah. here, which is unbelievable. Uh-huh. You know what? First off, what's the con like conservation side of it here? Like, how do you guys manage ducks on this property and making sure that they know they can stay here mm-hmm. like that without? Because you guys are shooting the same property, and it's a lot of guys hunting it. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of guys, but a consistent amount of guys are hunting this place. Fifty days a year, forty days a year. Yeah, yeah, that 40, 50 range. Sure. There's, there's going to be some guys. Five or that six guys numbers. that are pretty much yeah. here hitting there. So, I mean, what do they do in terms of shooting it every day and not getting rid of your birds? Yeah, well, pressure. Uh, so, different days you're out of there by different times. Um, so as to not just camp out all day and shoot at anything that flies by. Please tell us the timing. That'd be great. Oh, the specific times? Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, 10, uh, 10 o'clock on weekdays, noon on weekends, and then no hunting in the evenings. Yep. Unless it's the last day of the last season here in Arkansas, so January 31st. You, you guys can, hunt all day. You can you can hunt all day, January 31st. That's the only day all year that yeah. you can hunt all day. Um, Is January 31st pretty sad around here? Well, y'all were here for it. <laughs> Last actually, y'all left on the thirtieth, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we left yeah, the day yeah. before the you last left day. Left on the thirtieth. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's everyone's packing their crap, and it's just kind of yeah. You're just you're looking forward to next season. You've got your notes. I, that's a huge thing, actually. During the season, you're you're sitting there making the notes and having the conversations about what needs to be fixed in the off season next year. Yeah. So I'd say late January. Yeah, it's 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 kinda, exciting to get that taken care of for the following year. Yeah, that's that's where your head's at is like let's let's how can we make this better next year for for the birds and uh for those of us that get to enjoy them. Um but just not pressuring them where they don't need it is a huge thing. You think hunting at night is a big factor for pushing birds out of your area? I don't know the science behind it. I, well, I'm asking your opinion. Yeah. I I would say so. Yeah. 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 Cuz they're they've in my opinion, and I'm not. I can tell I'm you feel sp- like you shouldn't be saying this, but go ahead and say what you think. I, I think they look for somewhere that's secure to um, go for the night and hold up. And I, I don't think that's something that they just decide in a split second. I think that's something they've spent 
most of their day looking for and looking at and just give them the give them the time and the space to figure out where they want to be for the night yeah i mean could you imagine being any animal no out in the wild i've talked about just this before yeah. head on a swivel constantly oh yeah i'd go somewhere until i felt safe like something's actively trying to hunt you right well did you ever watch the walking dead or anything like that uh, like this is awesome how this relates i can't wait first no no no. You watch any zombie movie, zombie apocalypse show, anything like sure, that. I get that. I get the gist. Yeah. So they did a really good job in those shows of like people traveling together. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, this place looks safe. And they do a security check. And then all of a sudden, go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone gets their shit as fast yeah. as they can. They run out of there. And I'm just thinking to myself, that would be the most stressful thing. Like you don't have a safe place to sleep. Yeah. You were constantly on a swivel, and I'm like, shit, now I know what hunting the roost feels like for the birds. Yeah. That adds <laughs> up. It's yeah. like, I'll shit. give him that. That, that. He brought that, that back actually nicely. actually does add yeah. up nicely. Yeah. Guys, I do have a brain. I. Yeah, I didn't, no one said you no didn't. Said, yeah. No, it makes sense, though. Yeah, water hunting at night is probably, like, the worst thing you could do. I mean, I, I grew up not doing it. And yeah. when I'd hear about people doing it, I just, I mean, I can't have an opinion on something that I don't know anything about, so. Yeah, but you guys are also kind of like the final, one of the final destinations before they head back up north. You're far enough south. Well, that's something that maybe y'all, I don't know, I don't know with these birds if, if y'all got a good look at it as much, because this is the start of the second season. It's been a slow start to the second season, too. Yeah. I'll say that. But by the time the birds get down here, especially, I mean, when we're when we're looking at uh, end of December, mid January, uh, those birds are learnt. They're smart. They're smart. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they got the ARN because they've seen. Think about everything they've had to get through to get here. Right. Yeah. Seen versus, a couple of spinners versus y'all up there, especially the ju- juvie. Juvie isn't a thing down here. Yeah. By the time they get down here, they they grow. Well, they're all green. Yeah. They're green, but they're like, they've seen a thing or two. Yeah. More than, I mean, more than. They likely. had to get here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're dumb when they're brown. Yeah. They're really dumb. Oh, And yeah. we see a lot of brown ducks. I, I mean, North Dakota. Yeah. That's yeah. That, a North Dakota mallard and the mallards down here. Two completely different animals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, same animal, but. Well, yeah. Your behavior changes dramatically between here and there no that is for sure i noticed that your ducks are uh plum full of rice mm-hmm. and they are not up in north dakota or uh, minnesota they are in like the northern sectors but i don't hunt rice yeah up in minnesota so have you ever hunted rice i wild don't rice? think so man because we have wild rice and you guys have what are, what are the rice that you guys have out here what's it called uh, it's just rice yeah like white rice I, I'm not a. I don't know. Come on, man. I'm not a rice farmer. Don't they bleach rice to make it white? I don't know. Like really white? Probably. I think so. So the rice, all the rice farms around here, I don't have anything to do with it. So yeah. Well, but you've never been curious. I mean, like, what kind of rice is that? No. no. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Tens of thousands of acres of rice fields, and then all of a sudden it's just like, no, oh, there's rice. Yeah, these Wood. birds are like their necks though, yeah. their throats full of rice. Yeah, you can play bago with them things. Yeah. Then then Grant grabbed one. And he's like, it feels like a beanie baby. Yeah, yeah, it does. Literally, pretty accurate. All right, so we've gotten off on all these tangents. <laughs> Let's get back to your property 
And before we do it, I just want to say this podcast is also brought to you by RW Coolidge. And Joey and I have been using RW Coolidge stuff. And this weekend, I was able to use their strap, their timber strap, that I never get to use in Minnesota. And uh, I just think that's a nice little thing that anyone could put in someone's stocking this year. So go on rwcoolidge.com and grab you a timber strap and give it to somebody that you know that hunts timber. Well, here, here's what a timber strap is. For It's for your gun. You put it at the end of your cap, mm-hmm. and it's a tiny little loop made of leather. So instead of having an entire uh, gun sling on there, yeah. like when you use a gun sling in your layout versus when you're walking into water, it's really big pain in the butt. Your gun strap gets stuck in your layout, blah, blah, blah. It happened to me the other week. And uh, that's why it's really nice to have a timber strap. Bingo. All right, so your property. What are you planning to do there? What are your goals? I mean, talk about the property a little bit. Yeah. So right across the road from just to the east of the club that we're at now. Yeah. Myself, my father, uh, Lester, Randy, uh, Lester's kid, and a family friend all went in on this 200 acres of largely flooded timber. Uh, And... It had been neglected for like eight years. There was some infrastructure put in, pumps, water control. We had to buy it sight unseen. We couldn't go on the property to look it over before buying it. Really? Why wouldn't they just label it as is? Why wouldn't they let you look at it? I it was uh, like we had first right of refusal, and we were told that we could buy it for this price um, without looking at it. And that meant without testing the pumps or any of that because they didn't – the guy needed money quick, as I understand it. Uh, you know, I, I can't speak too much to that because I don't know. But uh, that was the terms of the deal. If y'all want first opportunity to buy it, here's the price. And, you know, you can look at it satellite. And satellite gives a lot of information, thankfully. Uh, we could see where levees were or weren't. And um, I really don't know the full history of the place. The more I spend time over there, I'd, I'd love to know more because I can tell where levees were built or where levees were started where they started building levees and just stopped for some reason. Even some places look where it looks like levees intentionally got destroyed, like cut. And uh, I'd be interested to know, but regardless, um, we've started to give that place some TLC uh, starting last year because that's when we bought it. And, yeah, there's there's conversations. It's, it's an equity share club, so there's six of us, so we have to have a majority agreement before we spend any money on anything uh four out of the six and it's it's going to be a collective approach i know one with the with the older guys uh the ones who had a hand in building what we've been some of what we've enjoyed this week with uh the other club yeah they know a lot they want deeper water Mm. i don't 100 percent subscribe to that not as deep as they want it but yeah, deeper How water deep do they want would help. Oh, they're talking ideally up to like the waist or mm. even maybe a little bit more. And what's their thought process on that? Why do they want that? Because that's the way that's the way they like it. That's some of the more productive holes on this side of the road. Mm. It just it's what they've seen success with other places. So the depth at uh the hole we were at Sunday. Yeah. That's ideal in their mind. You know, it's like mid-drift kind of at spots. Um, So water height 
And when you were talking, when we you were asking me about what it takes to make this happen, and I brought up water control and water levels. That's I mean, to have flooded timber, you got to have water. Yeah. And I, even with uh, this club, it's interesting to hear the different opinions on water depth. I mean, that's constantly a thing that people are. Everybody yeah. has a different opinion on it, and uh, it's just it's preference and obviously it makes sense to listen to the people who've been around longer. Um, if you, I would recommend if you're getting into any kind of hunting club or lease, don't come in because I've seen it here. I've seen it at other clubs where people will just come in with real heavy hands on what needs to be done and what they think needs to be done. You can have those opinions. That's fine. And I'm certainly not saying don't share that, but don't just come in and tell somebody they're doing something wrong when they've been doing it for half their life or more. Anybody who says, can you explain, can you explain why? No, exactly. Yeah. Just saying it's the way we've always done it. And then because I said, so those are, I'm, if anything, that makes me actively look for more solutions, Mm -hmm. but I will say in a setting like this, like listen a little bit and learn why things are done the way they are. Even observe if you have to, because you might be working, you might be dealing with somebody that can't articulate why it is, but with a tangible thing like hunting property, get out there and observe for yourself and you might learn a thing or two. So I would encourage somebody to do that. So with this place, it's, it's a bit of a slow roll with what we want to do. Last year we filled it up and saw where the cracks were literally in the levee or whatever, patched them up. Thankfully the pump was working and, uh, we filled it up, saw how deep it got. Uh, and went from there this year, a lot more walk in the other levees for the places that we knew wouldn't hold water. So like we did the other day, Joey, um, going out there with Randy and taking a chance oh, yeah, to yeah. taking a chance to see what was what, and you know we you can we have some pre misconceptions about things, and that's fine that that happens, but uh, just getting on the same page about what necessities are, and I think the other day with Randy, what we were looking at, hey, I think he got really excited about something being a lot less uh, needing a lot less work than. For needed sure. on that west side so uh those two fields on the west side where the cattails were yep i'd like to fill those up get rid of those cattails uh the i sent i sent some information over to a buddy who does land management and he gave me some notes on getting rid of those cattails i didn't realize which i thought was just, which i thought was pretty cool yeah um they wanted to go in there and burn all the cattails and he's like no once water comes off of that they're going to come back with a vengeance yeah which makes sense i mean that's pretty much anything it's fire is really good for natural yeah, stuff and cattails right. are very natural yeah i don't know about down here but up north if you hit a cattail you try to remove cattails they will come back with a vengeance i've actually removed cattails because when i used to work out of college for a landscaping company uh we did a bunch of lake work and so I've actually done some research on cattails and how they grow and whatever. And we had to go and pull permits so we'd be able to actually go to these private lakes and these public lakes and pull cattails out. And if you do not get in there and pull them from the whole root system, if you want them gone for good, you mm-hmm. will be absolutely fucked. Yeah. Guarantee. Uh, and if you pull them and there are cattails on either side of them, you're still fucked. Yeah. His recommendation was to flood it. If you flood it and let it sit there for a while, it'll it'll kill them all off eventually. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. So and that's means, way easier. Incredibly <laughs> easier. Yeah. Getting 10 guys around it with uh, water buckets and stuff just in case the fire gets out of control. Yeah. We'd bring a we'd bring a tank truck up. Yeah. For that. We've done it the old-fashioned way before. Uh crimping is supposed to be another way to get so rid like of them. Bending them down. Yeah. Yeah, crimping them. Um and pulling fl- them and flooding them too with that but yeah crimping and pulling them yeah crimping would be a nightmare well pulling them's a nightmare too just walking way. and just i just want to yeah. say that well Gosh, logan we, put his hand in there and he just cut up his hand yeah, I did. That's dude what I, I we mean, had was just touching it right there <laughs> we had like Bad. 10 college kids in these lakes just for days pulling cattails yeah it's a nightmare we uh i'd like to see those fields on the west side of it flooded um, and see what we can do with that. When I say fields, one's what, five acres, the other one's, or sorry, 50. It, no, like five acres. It's a big and difference. The other one, so. like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have 200 acres, zero. so. Yeah, five, acre, quarter of its five acre little field. I say field. It's more, it would be a pond if it didn't have the right. cattails in it. Yeah. So field's probably not the right way to say it. And then the other one's like three times that size. Um, I'd like to see what we can do with those because I think it'd take minimal work to get water in there. So uh, if you, let's just say all the pumps were bad, right, at that place, mm. how much do you think it would have costed to put all new pumps in and let's just say the PVC and yeah the controls, like all the stuff that's moving water is bad. What do you think that would have costed? Minimum 6000 Oh, that's it. That's not that bad. But okay. depending on how you want to do it and how permanent you want it to be, you can get up into twenty thousand dollars on a pump system. Oh, on a singular pump? Yeah. Oh, but that's like if you want to, I just that's that's getting up there though. I mean, that is, oh, that 6, is absolutely 000, so. getting up there. If you had ten grand, you could probably get some pretty decent equipment. Oh going. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you're pulling from wells yeah. or reservoirs. That, that is pulling from reservoirs. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And then do you have to put more water in the reservoir at some point or does it just naturally refill? Naturally refills. That's yeah. sick. That is sick too. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. Major key. That's and a huge thing. Then so it all drains out. With the cattails, you're going to pull them. Are you planning, like, are you going to plant in there? Plant rice like, and stuff? Yeah, I would like to plant something. Yeah. Millet or. In both of those fields? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because your guys' climate is okay for golden millet, right? Mm-hmm. So would you do golden or Japanese? Golden. Really? Yeah. Why? And why is that? Just because. That's, <laughs> that's what, what, that's what other people do. Before, yeah. yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd, I'm sure anybody would be open to looking at other options, but. Yeah. Like, would you, uh, like, do you guys have a lot of smart weed down here? Mm-hmm. So, like, would you ever part or uh, plant smart weed? No, because rice is king. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're. You're talking about doing this in the middle of thousands of acres of rice, so it, it's kind of hard to... It's probably like us. Like, if you were to plant... If you wanted to shoot birds off a of property, ag property, and you didn't plant corn, you're just stupid. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of see it... I see it as a thing where we have so much corn around us that if I was able to plant a smart weed, well, and, they weren't, and they weren't hitting corn on random mm-hmm. days for some reason, I'm like, okay... We have a south wind, or we have no wind, and it's sunny. They're all in the smart weed. Okay. But on sunny or on cloudy, windy days, they're in the corn. Yeah. You know, so the smart weed is 
this kind of a day. Corn is this kind of a day. I would like to have variety and kind of pattern birds. That's my thought process on it. Or just give them a little bit of everything. So, but here's a better question. Because in this relation, right? Like if you had what he's looking at, if you had two small fields, would you really plant smart weed? And the reason I'm asking you is more so because like down here, the rice is flooded. It grows back by itself. Smart weed does. Which is sick. You don't have to keep going in and So your answer is yes. What? So your answer is yes. I, I guess I didn't hear the question. Oh, okay. What was the question? <laughs> okay. I was just saying, his, the fields down here are flooded. Mm-hmm. Like our corn isn't flooded. Mm-hmm. So I was just saying, in relation to more what we see traditionally, if you didn't have a flooded field, you would probably rather plant corn than like wheat or beans. Sure. Okay. The crop side of it is something that is, there's a learning curve for me. I'll be completely transparent about that. We don't plant in the timber out here. Right. So that side of it's. What if you did? Do you Some people do. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I guess that's another question. And they, they've done it out here before. I'm, I'm saying we don't actively do it. Did they not see a difference with it? And that's why it's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. sometimes, you know, when it works, it works. The birds are going to do what the birds are going to do. And yeah. You can, all you can do is pull from experience and memories and make your best decision. Uh, and that includes with where you decide to hunt any given day. Yeah. I, if I could, if I could do it one way, I would have a smorgasbord, like Charlotte's web smorgasbord. Yeah, like you know a, what I mean? A little charcuterie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give them a little bit of a little everything. sampler platter. Yeah, a little 20 acres of this, 20 acres of that, 50 little, acres yeah. of that. You know, all that jazz. A little appetizer platter. Mm-hmm. I like it. I feel like that'd be sick. Because then you could you could start journaling and just be like, okay, on this day, 600 ducks were in this spot. Why yeah. were they in this spot? Here was the weather. Here was the pressure. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, they're hitting wheat up until snow hits the ground. Sick. So from your, from like here till now... We're gonna be hitting corn now, you know, just mm-hmm. shit like that. My brain just kind of like, yeah. Ooh, let's figure these things out, because I get my ass kicked on trying to pattern birds. There's no, it's just like a, a fugazi, a fugazi, a whatcha hoozies. Yeah, there's just like no it rhyme or reason. Like, it feels I, like, and I, I think that's great. And I, you know, I, I applaud anybody doing that. I think that's fantastic data. I'm not doing that. So there's the, the exter- <laughs> no applause for you. The external factors, though, I just. In my experience, it just seems like there's always something that there's you, too many. That you, yeah, you, you too many variables. Too many variables. Uh, weather is a huge one. So you have a thunderstorm come through here, at a severe thunderstorm. It's gonna push a lot of the birds out. Where are they going? Whichever way the wind's carrying them, mm. favoring south. Obviously, um, you're not gonna get very many south wind thunderstorms this time of year, but it does happen. Sure. I feel it's like I need crazy. to become a damn meteorologist to be a good duck hunter at this point. Well, yeah. they've been sorely wrong this week. <laughs> right. But the like thing- apply it towards duck hunting, like understanding pressure. When you've also got your microclimates too. When we drove down into the bottoms right. that one day, it was significant. It was a warm day. It dropped like 20 degrees. Yeah. Just, and, but. And that's just that one spot. Again, that kind of microclimate within a larger area. You're not. You wouldn't see a single weather report that would tell you that it's currently that cold where you're at. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
Yeah, it's all there's all these like weird things that people use and that they learn throughout the time. What did Roy from uh, CBI tell us, Joe, from Carter's Big Island, about the Solinear tables or whatever the hell? Oh yeah, yeah, like dude, yeah, he moon. and he, huh? The moon stuff. It's, no, it's, a, it's, it's a not moon phase. Table. It's like a. It was a sun table. Solinear. Okay. Solinear table. Yeah. Yeah. So like where the sun is positioned. Yeah. And dude, it he would blew have my mind. He yeah. was telling us that like there would be days where the solinear table, if that's how you say it, I feel like I'm screwing it up, but he'd be like, if that would say, you know, this, then I would know, even though everything in your mind would tell you this is a terrible idea, mm-hmm. we're going to hunt him today at 1 PM Yeah, and we'll go out there at 1 PM and we'll shoot a limited mallards in one hour. And he's like, you know, it's just little things you pick up. And I'm sure like Randy and... You know, Rodney have just throughout the years, they have mm-hmm. these feels for different things, you know? Yeah. And it's just, and like, even this morning we went to a place, we went to a spot on the property that nobody has hunted recently. And Randy last night was like, oh, I'd, we were going to go to a different hole. Mm-hmm. And Randy was like, well, I would go to this hole. Yeah. Just, it's in the middle, you know, blah, blah. Like, this is what I would do. And we didn't see a lot of mallards there, but we, sh- we had a show of wood ducks this morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful sight. And we didn't know if we'd see anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, there's intuition, and I'll also <laughs> say that there's superstition yeah. involved. Yeah. Cause 100%. There's things you just don't do because you've been burned too many times. You know, it, it brings bad luck if you don't pick the best hole when you have the number one draw, for yeah. example. Dude, can we, can we talk about the hunting a little bit since we've been down here? Yeah. I have been hard the entire time. But first... Let me bring up this sponsor, okay? Guys, this podcast is brought to you by Soundgear. Let me tell you from someone whose family members are all deaf, it is so important to protect your hearing, and especially here in the timber. Good Lord. If you take your Soundgears mm. out for a little bit, mm. golly, it's your so ears loud. hurt, man. <laughs> golly. Dude. Boom, boom, boom. The, the reverb and the echo. Oh, it it's hurts. Real. When we were sitting next to Benny yesterday. He's like, what are those things you're putting in your ear? And we were like, oh, it's sound gear. And he's like, and he oh, goes, huh? Yeah. Really, it's well, sound what? gear. What's sound gear? Well, it's, it's hearing protection. Son, you got to speak up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. You yeah. proved my point. Yeah. Prove my point, Benny. No, but he was like, you will, you will never, ever regret wearing those. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those like, like none those, of us can hear. Those like those walkers that you put over your ear. I was like, yeah, but they're not over your entire head. Yeah, he goes, man, I, I like those. Those are cool. Yeah. So go and protect your hearing, guys. Logan wears them, too. I do. And I bought mine. I, I too, am sponsored by Soundgear, but I paid full price for mine before that ever was a thing uh, because I saw, well, when I started hunting as much as I do, that's when I realized this Ouch. could be a problem. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I noticed a loss of hearing or just got in my head about it. But 2021, I made the jump. Before that, though, I was wearing the the over-the-head ones. Yeah. Yeah. And those are good. What I didn't like about them is I like wearing my wide-brim hats. You can't wear that with it. No doubt. Um, I mean, that's such a small thing. Uh, the no, other thing. That's, that's your look, dude. I just I just like them. Well, mm-hmm. And beanies with those kind of suck too. Yeah, get real scratchy and. Well, yeah, or they just don't go around your ear good enough, and then mm-hmm. it's not doing its job not anymore. And uh, the other thing that I don't hear people talk about nearly enough is the directional uh, capabilities of the walkers. Now, there's the higher end, the over the head ones, whoever makes them. There's 
some high high dollar ones that are more omnidirectional but most of those that you buy at the store just have mics on the front so right. it sounds like everything is directly in front of you sure and so it's a lesser technology is what you're saying but well think well, it's harder it. to in tell hunting, where birds are at in a hunting situation it sounds like everything that's going off is right in front of you wings above you are right in front of you now yep behind you right in front of you um so with the sound gear phantoms that one of the first things i picked up on was the omnidirectional capability of the microphones picking up sounds all over and being able to tell pinpoint them uh without necessarily having to look yeah because turning your head and stuff in the timber can absolutely blow yeah because if you think about that they're enhancing sounds and just playing it back into you you know so like it would have to yeah for it to sound like it's coming from behind you it's pretty nice i, I think it's worth the jump and into you those, think it's worth the money oh absolutely if you're not only if you're hunting but if you're working at a commercial job or whatever that those sounds are going off constantly 110 percent. yeah 100 give them our discount code cal our discount code is flyways. Gets you pretty 200 easy bucks now. off uh, sound gears or phantoms. Well, that you actually have to call a phone number for, which is on the screen. If it was um, on YouTube. If it was on YouTube. And the phone number is going to be in the description. There you go. Of this podcast. So you can call the phone number and get 200 bucks off, or you can use our code flyways for 125 bucks off instant fits, which are awesome as well. If you're not trying to make, the leap into the full pair. So that said, dude, our hunting down here, I know you've, you've been kind of like, kind of look like your, your wieners in the dirt. You know, <laughs> you, you look like we've been getting our asses kicked and I'm just sitting here like that, that pair was so fucking sick. Yeah. Oh my God. Just back flapping yeah. right into this hole. It's like, kill him. And there's two shots that go off. You know, the shooting has been phenomenal guys. We've been, yeah. Barking them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that thing is dead as shit. Yeah. But everything's at 15 feet. Yeah. 15. Oh my God. We should tell them about Dick Pierce. We should tell them about Dick Pierce. Yeah. This is so incredible. So last time we were down here, um, Logan's like, hey man, if you want to get your gun Cerakoted, there's a guy who's local here who will do it for you. He's super cheap. I was like, sounds good. So I left my 20 gauge here. Logan texted me back in like August. <laughs> he's like, Hey man, uh, Dick forgot about your gun. Uh, so he's going to give you a discount. What colors do you want? And I looked at the website for the Cerakote colors. Good Lord. So many, like hey, I was, you can get lost in that. Dude. I was like, I'm going to pick the wrong color, you know, cause there's so many cool looking colors. I ended up getting a uh, OD green and uh, I think it was copper. I don't remember. Gunmetal copper or something. It was oh, gunmetal gun, bronze. Gunmetal bronze. Yes, and it was sick. And then Logan came up for game fair, gave me my twenty gauge, and I was like, "Yes, dude, this is so sick." But my choke tube swelled up in the barrel, and so <laughs> Dick had to pull the choke tube out, and he did some wild shit to get out. He's like, "Sorry, I trashed your choke." I was like, "That's fine, no big deal." And so then I bought three Rob Roberts chokes just to try them out because now I don't have a choke tube. Mm. And uh, put in the T3, thing has been a hammer, like a hammer. It's an extra full, and it's a non-ported um, external choke. And it's been shooting really good. Then all of a sudden, one day, I realized it was really stuck in there, like big time. <laughs> I could not get it out. I'm like, I'm going to ruin my gun trying to get this thing out. So then we're down here again with Logan. He's like, let's go see Dick. 
It's like, sounds good. Go to this tiny little gun shop at his house. Dude is just cool as all get out. I'm like, I need your help getting this gun choke out. This is the gun that you Cody. He goes, oh, this is the one that was swelled up. I was like, yep. And so we put it in a vice with two uh, wooden blocks around it, and we just start wrenching on this choke tube. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to ruin my gun, dude. Like, the way that we were wrenching on this gun to get the <laughs> damn choke tube out, we ended up being there for three hours. We thought we were going to be there for, like, an hour. Yeah, at most. Got And this guy is so cool and so nice, and he's just making fun of me, making fun of the gun, you know, just like, it just felt like I was home. And then uh, <laughs> we we try to get this choke tube out, and we were doing everything in our power to get out. Finally, get it off, and uh, just trash the choke, trashed. Yeah, tried to use channel locks and paper, and try not to ruin the choke. <laughs> Good lord! And it got to the point where Logan and Cal went to the truck and just sat down because we're all standing in this like ten by ten shop trying to get this thing out. And he's it like, was oh, cozy. God! And then we realized that the uh, the choke threads. We're so gummed up. He's like, oh, I've got a CNC machine here from the 1920s, and uh, we'll just make you a choke chisel. I'm like, what is happening? So he starts, he like finds a random scrap of metal, throws it on this, it looks like a lathe, mm-hmm. and then he's like flipping these analog switches, and I just lost my mind. <laughs> Grant and I are just like, oh my God. He's like, yeah, it's 30 second. You know, and you have to do it like this, and he's explaining the whole process, and I'm just sitting there like, he looks like a mad scientist in Frankenstein's laboratory. Yeah. It was so ridiculous, and he made it wrong three times, and then he was, like, trying to clean out the choke threads, and we had to wrench on a T2 because it was, oh, dude. It just doesn't want to take it. It made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Just watching him wrench this choke tube into my gun, I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. My barrel's going to explode tomorrow when we shoot. Ugh, and it's the day before second split opener. And I'm, he's like, why do you want to take this thing out? I, I honestly wouldn't have taken it out. I was like, thanks for letting me know this now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for letting me know this now. I'm trying not to blow up ducks at 15 yards with an extra full choke. Yeah, that would have been a bad time. <laughs> I wouldn't have any ducks to clean. True. Yeah. True. That's pretty funny, though. Dick Pierce is a great man. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Did I tell you about my birthday party this year? No. Yeah, so he found out that my parents weren't doing any like taking me to dinner or anything for my birthday, so he he had a fish fry for me. No shit. <laughs> yeah. With the crappies. With the no crappies. way, yeah, dude. He, he threw a birthday party for me this year. What? Yeah, get you a gunsmith who who uh dude. host your birthday party. He's the best, man. I thought you were gonna tell me he took you to like Chuck E. Cheese. No. That would be absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do latch on to grandfather figures in my life, though. So I, yeah. I'll admit. Yeah. yeah, no, that explains why you're so mature. You know, oh, you always hang that. out with 90-year-old men. I just love that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just, you but they're all cool. That's, yeah. a, that's a cool thing. They're not like old, decrepit mm-hmm. men. Like, they're out there doing shit. That's, like, that is one of the coolest things about all these guys. Yeah. They're kind of like who, in a way, like I want to be able to do the stuff they're doing when I'm their age. Yeah. I don't want to be one of those guys that just ends up sitting at the house and watching TV all day. I want to have a scheduled every day. I'm meeting Joey and Logan in the woods and we're going to go hunt, you yeah. know, or whatever it is. Like I want that. Well, Jimmy over here, he's what, 84? 83. So. 83. Yeah. yeah. I mean, incredible that 
he's as capable as he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, and I so out, that. so outgoing too. I can only imagine when you get to be like 80, you just see like people around. You're like, man, uh, man, man, who's this? Who's this young guy? Yeah. Who the fuck does he think he is, huh? Just yeah. come on by my stuff. <laughs> it's bad. Just going to make me... Like, they get Not so... Or- so many people get ornery yes, as they, they get do. older. They don't duck hunt, though, a lot of those people. Dude, if I was an 83-year-old duck hunter, I guarantee you I'm ornery as shit. <laughs> 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 Fucking birds ain't working today. Fuck this shit. But they out. work here, though. <laughs> but every day you shoot something here. I can't That's even true. imagine 40. I mean, I know I it's know. coming, but... Because what are you, 31? Mm, 30? 31. Yeah, yeah. I would just, that's nine, ten years away for us. I know. <laughs> it's not I that know. far. My sister turned forty in August, and I'm like, "You're old, man." She goes, "Get ready." She goes, "You got your second kid on the way." Shit, it's just around the corner. Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh shit. Oh yeah, dude. And I think about it like I'm thirty. Yeah. I got to start thinking about certain health things. Yeah. You know, like how's my blood pressure? Is my cortisol too high? Mm. What's going on? <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. I'm thirty, man. Yeah. Gavin always gives me shit for being old. And I'm like, whatever. You know, I think about it, I'm like, I am kind of old. A little I'm bit. I'm 30, bro. Yeah. I have like a wife and Not kids old, and but like you're, you know, you're coming into your own. Let's put it that way. Well, I've had that chapter of life where I've been able to hunt a lot. And I'm, I'll be thankful for that my entire life. How long that lasts, you know, who knows I'm, how much time I end up dedicating to other stuff. But, I do know that I want to, whatever decision-making comes these next several years and several is, I don't know how long, but I do want to be able to come back to enjoy that kind of lifestyle where I can devote that much time to being in the place that I love. Yeah. Part of that is what I'm committing my time to, what, you know, what I'm prioritizing in life. And part of it is with the business itself, how how or where I need to be to run that business. Thankfully with everything that I'm doing right now, I can run it from wherever. And some of that was by by accident, but a lot of it was by design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very intentional decisions. So yeah. Anybody that's pursuing a career, just think about that. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you can do the things that make you happy, and pay your bills, you'll be happier than if you make a bunch of money and can't do anything you want to do. Yeah. I think. Well, and um, Cal Cal said before that he started dating his wife before he started duck hunting. So when they, when he started duck hunting pretty hard, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. She's like, what's happening? (laughs) You know, like you didn't do this before. Why are you devoting so much time to it? Yeah. I got lucky and didn't meet my wife till later. Granted, I've been duck hunting my entire life, but I got like reignited at like 19, 18, 20. And um, I told my wife straight away. I was like, hey, I am doing this. Don't ever try to stop me from doing this. This is who I am. This is like what makes me a person. Yeah. You have to let me Part do Part of this. your personality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100% is. Just like being outside constantly. Like and who would you be without it? I, jail. I'd be in jail. <laughs> like, guaranteed. I'd be jail. I'd be straight to jail. No trial, no nothing. Undercooked fish, also jail. <laughs> Overcooked chicken, funny enough, straight also jail. jail. <laughs> <laughs> Charge too much for sweaters, glasses. Jail. Jail. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for having us down here in Arkansas. Honestly, this is like, 
such a special place and I have just had a blast, especially this time I got to ride around the property a lot, not only with you, but then also with Randy, Jimmy, um, just like yeah. I got to meet so I'm many people, yeah. so many people here and it was so much fun. And I'm just asking people, what did you do in the eighties that was different than in the nineties and two thousands, twenty tens. And just hearing their answers on everything is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what happens next, especially with that, that spot that we've got across the road. And, um, I've taken those mornings where I just go over there and sit. And, uh, so twice this duck season and sitting in there during duck season, when the birds are under pressure from other places, it's a hard thing to do, but just go in there and sit and see what's happening without any input. Yeah. So leaving my gun behind and just going out there and observing. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. It's important. Um, you need to you need to know what those birds are looking for and what they're up to without you doing anything. Yeah. I just realized I never finished my last thought, too. Um, you've acted like your wiener's been in the dirt, like we've been getting our ass kicked, you know? Yeah. And I don't know about Cal, but I have been feeling like king of the castle, king <laughs> of the castle. I have a chair. I have a chair. This is like the coolest shit yeah. ever, dude. Yeah. Oh, like, it's it's not lost on me. I, I, I just... Uh, I just, I've, hosting people, I just want to make sure y'all are taken care of and have everything you need. Give me a bed to sleep in or a couch to sleep on. I'll be all right, you know? You know, I will say this too, man. I think, you know, I don't say this lightly, but it's very homey here. Like, it's very, you feel really good here. Yeah. Feels northern Minnesota cabin. It kind of does, man. And there's the same vibe here of, like, the cabins in Minnesota where everybody knows their neighbors and they kind of hang out and, like, it's just... It feels, you feel good here. Do you have olive oil I can borrow? Cool. Yeah, we'll bring it back in 25 minutes. I'm going to send Joey, though, because you're going to get stuck in, I'll get stuck in conversation for an hour and a half, and then Joey's going to be late for dinner. Yeah. Sounds good. That well, type of shit. And I've been to these clubs where it's, everything's such a production, and there's almost like a schedule of events, and uh, it's it's pretty, pretty it's laid, laid back, back and chill here. Yeah. yeah. Meet in the morning for a draw, and goodbye. Yeah. This is Hang lit. out. Yeah, such a special place. Thank you so much for having us down here twice. And right after we're done with the podcast, we're going to plan for next year. And uh, I just can't wait to come back, dude. Excited to have you. Cool. Well, guys, go check out Logan at Camo Retro. If you have any camouflage or antiquities you want to sell, Camo Retro is a place to do it. Free to make an account. Free to list your stuff. And Logan only takes 95%. That's it, dude. Can you believe that? 95% is all. (laughs) It's ridiculous. He's better than eBay, so. I do beat eBay. Uh, 12% commission. (laughs) I love it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Hey, one more thing.